We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. My assignment this month is um, while we are celebrating and preparing for, uh, while we are celebrating and preparing for Christmas and uh, exchanging gifts, you know, we also prepare our hearts for the next decade. Next decade is going to be a, a great year, great decade. And 10 years will just go bam before you know it is over. Before you know it, this will be like, before you know it, it will be like 2029. I'll be wondering, wow, just like I'm going wow now. 2029, 2009, not too long ago here, I still remember where I was, you know, where we were as a church. So as we celebrate in between the turkeys and the gifts, you want to make sure that you also look at the last 10 years of your life and look at the next 10 years and prayerfully ask God to lead you. It's going to be a great decade. The first four will be very, very um, nice, great four years. The last six will be very turbulent for us as a nation. As, um, so the Bible says, um, can I do anything without telling my friend Abraham? And so a lot will happen in that decade. And also for us as, for us as a church, it's going to be um, a decade of visibility. The last decade was a decade of establishment. God gave us a voice and an identity. The next decade, God is going to, um, it will be a decade of expression, a decade of visibility and of influence. The Lord is going to be raising them from among us, spiritual giants, great intercessors. God will begin to position you in your industry. God is going to give you, make you visible in your industry so you can influence the policies of your time. God is going to begin to position you in your organizations so you can have a, so you can speak to the ills of the society, issues that our nation right now don't have answers for. In other words, God is going to elevate you in your organizations. He's going to put you into a place of influence so you can act as a, um, a, a, an, a, a, an intercessor, so to speak. So it can give you a spiritual, put spiritual input to the things happening in your organization, in our nation. So I see God promoting people and strategically, strategically putting members of this church. Between now and the next 10 years, it will not be, un, it will not be uncommon for you to, for you to become a, an SME, a subject matter expert. And I saw in a vision people on TV, and we were saying among ourselves, that's our church member. That's our church member. And in the next, this coming decade, God is going to strategically position you and give you a voice, a prophetic voice, as it were, over the things that you do, a sphere, as it were. Amen? Praise the Lord. And so, we, we, you have to become a a, a person of prayer. You have to become a person of prayer. In the next 10 years, our society is going to change so drastically. And so I want to challenge you to become a person of prayer. And I'm praying that your, one of the reasons why you are here is because God has given this church a unique grace to 
prepare you to solve the issues and the challenges of your time. The demons we fought 10 years ago are not the demons we fight. The Goliath we fought 10 years ago will not be the Goliath we will fight in 10 years' time. Do you understand? So a kid who is seven years today, and by 2019, will be 17 years old. How many of you have, how many of you have seven-year-old kids right now? You have a seven-year-old kid, wave your hand. You have seven-year-old kids, exactly. So in 17 years, 10 years' time, that kid will be 17 years. My question would be, how do we prepare that kid now so that that kid will be able to answer and deal with the ills of their society in, seven, in 10 years' time? Do you understand what I'm saying? Our nation, doesn't, we don't have an answer to these things. But God, we know a God who knows all things. And I want to challenge you to, to go, to be spiritually fervent for the next decade. If you are not spiritually fervent, you can't make it to the next decade. You will have so many unanswered questions. If you are not fervent, if you are not spiritually fervent, there will be things going on around you that you cannot, you cannot really explain. So that's my charge to you this month. And that's why we are spending time at our Friday, Super Fridays, to pray about the next decade. In the next decade, it, will be very, it, will, it won't be uncommon for someone to introduce themselves to you as Mr. and Mrs. Jones. And then you will say, where's Mr. Jones? And they will say, well, the horse outside. Do you understand? Our laws are changing. Okay, yeah? Okay. So it's registering now, right? See how long it took you to figure that one out, right? And someone still wondering, what, what, what's that? What's the... Watch the tape after. <laughs> so your laws are changing. Your laws are changing. Do you know that? God has called you to stop the injustice of your time. What society will you raise your children in in 10 years' time? If you have a three-year-old kid right now, that kid will be 13 years old in 10 years' time. What is, your, what, what, is your, what is your answer? How do you plan to raise that kid, instruct that child, so that that child will have a godly answer to the warped society that child is growing in? What's your solution? You've got to be fervent in spirit. Parenting is the most difficult thing you can ever imagine. Raising a kid. You've got to be fervent in spirit. People are going to pass laws that will affect your career in the next five years. In the next six years, there are people you know now who are high flyers who are going to be begging in the next six years. In the next six years. By 2026, correct? 2026. There are people you know now, right? They'll be crawling and begging. They'll be, so, they'll be so far away from what you know of them right now. By 2026, what is your answer? How prepared are you really? Please tell your neighbor you need God. 
Yeah. You can't afford to play away next decade. And you cannot do next decade without spiritual insight. You cannot afford to play away next decade. And you cannot do next, get next, next decade without spiritual insight, revelation, and information. You cannot. You can't afford to work in the next decade being blindsided. Things are going to happen around you so fast. You won't even know what hits you. But the Bible says, can I do anything without telling my friend Abraham? It will be a decade where your investment in your friendship with God will be your greatest asset. You cannot prepare for what you don't know is coming. In the next decade, you cannot live a life of guesswork. You've got to live by precision, planning, strategic relationships, and strategic positioning that God will do through you. The next decade will be the decades of the rising of the Daniels, the rising of the Joshuas. Only the warriors will make it in the next decade. Only the warriors will make it in the next decade. If you get married in the next decade and you're just spiritually fervent, you will lose that marriage before the end of that next decade. It happens so fast, you will know what hits you. The next decade will be a decade of spiritual, it's be a decade where spiritual sensitivity will be of utmost importance. God will never do anything in any city without telling his church. But the Bible says that while men slept, you can't afford to sleep in next decade. You can't afford to sleep to sleep in the next decade. In other words, to be spiritually ignorant in the next decade, you can't afford. You will lose, so, you will lose too much and you will lose so much. It's my job as a prophet to prepare the house of God. The recession of 2018, I saw it. 20, 2008, I saw it. And I told the church. It came. So be warned, prepare your heart for the next 10 years. It'll be very quick, very quick. I know people who 10 years ago, they were fervent in the Lord. They couldn't hold on to the fervency with which they came into this decade. So if you have a three-year-old kid, how do you plan to prepare that kid for what the society will be or the vast amount of information that will be exposed to that child by 2029? In fact, what kind of parent do you need to be? What kind of parent do you need to be to, 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 to raise a child who will have his head or her head intact in a godless society with so much pressure by 2019, by 2029? Are you on your track yourself? Are you on your track? Are you ready to be a parent or are you just wasting time? Because things are changing around you. Everybody knows but you. Laws are changing. Financial infrastructures are changing. What you know about marriage is changing. Our laws have been passed. Our sex education system, not is changing, has changed. So how prepared are you really 
for the next decade. How much of God was involved in your last decade? God has spared you for this decade. Next decade, you won't make it. How prepared are you? What kind of person are you? What are you here for? What exactly are you doing? Do you matter? Are you for real? What value do you bring on board on, this, on earth right now, the way our society is? What do you bring on board? Why should God give you a second? Why should God even allow you cross over to 2020? All this, thank you, son. All this in between turkeys, buy me a gift, a Christmas. You've got to think about it. The church is the answer to the issues of our society. That means that you are the answer. If you choose to take on this mission, you are the answer to the issues of our society. I read in the papers the other day, it was in the news actually, by the family that went to um, Tate Gallery, right? And then this teenager came across, came to this family with their six-year-old son, without warning, picked the kid up and threw the kid overboard. And then casually called the police and said, I think I've killed somebody. And everybody goes, oh, lock him up, oh, lock him up. How many are you going to lock up? Very soon our prisons will be full. Yeah? They're already full. A 23-year-old kid runs over a 53-year-old man and casually walks into his house like nothing happened. Lock him up. How many are you going to lock up? You've got to begin to see your world from a spiritual dimension so you don't get caught up in it. You've got to begin to see your world from a spiritual dimension. Then the prison cell will be full. They will then tax you to maintain, to build more prisons. And they put less money in your hands and then your standard standard of living drops. You then become poor. So, how prepared are you and how are you preparing your children for their society? What do you want your kid to say at the age of 13 when somebody says, hey, join the brotherhood because it is cool? How prepared are you? How prepared are you when as a teenager, you have a daughter and somebody else, female, approaches your daughter for a relationship? What do you want your daughter to say? Oh. Oh, but of course, you know, you just... What are you going to say? Is it you don't thought about it or we don't want to think about it? Oh, but because we're in a bubble and we are Christians, we're not part of a society? Is that what you think? What is in that home? What do you need to put in that home right now to prepare that kid for the contrary suggestions in his world in 10 years' time? What are you modeling right now what are you modeling right now that will make your kids incompetent? 
<laughs> to handle the issues of their time. So you are in this church for such a time as this, to be equipped, empowered, because God needs to put you in a strategic location in this society where through prayers and intercession, he'll begin to show you things. And the prayers you will pray over your industries, over your society, that God will begin to honor. That's why you are in the kingdom for such a time as this. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, I want to wrap up by telling you about our Thanksgiving. <laughs> Turn the Bible to me to Psalm 100. <laughs> you know, I have, a, I have a two rows. I have to go to close the decade, open the next decade, correct? Mm. Please, so while you are celebrating, look back, reflect, and ask God to lead you. We prayed on Friday. We pray, our, prayer, our prayer on Friday was, order my steps. And we continue this Super Friday. You can't afford to get it wrong next year and the next decade. You can't afford to. So Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Thanksgiving is a spiritual principle. It's something you must learn to do. Thanksgiving is a tool of the spirit. We don't just give thanks when things go our way. And so we teach you these spiritual principles so that you can learn how to handle, so you can, have an, so you can, you can learn how to handle the things you don't understand. Thanksgiving is a tool. And we look at the life of Jesus and we, we can see how he used the tool of thanksgiving. And first we see in um, um, John chapter 11, the, when Lazarus died, the Bible says that Jesus got to the tomb of Lazarus, which you, you can read from verse 38 to 44. Please, invest in your spiritual life. And the Bible says he got to that tomb and he told them, roll away the stone. And they said, but master, he's been dead for four days. Four days. And the prayer, and the prayer Jesus prayed by the tomb of Lazarus was a prayer of thanksgiving. I said, Lord, I thank you because you hear me always. I thank you because you hear me always. Thanksgiving, you must master the art of thanksgiving. Not, when, not just when things go your way, when, things, when you encounter things you don't understand, when you encounter things that look dead, when you encounter dead situations, you learn to say thank you. And I learned this principle from that, from that scripture. Learn to say thank you when you encounter things that are not working. Learn to say thank you. When they say something is impossible, you learn to say thank you. Learn to say thank you when you encounter things that you don't understand. Learn to say thank you. And Jesus gave thanks. Thank him for this decade. Thank him for the dreams that didn't happen. Thank him for the vision that didn't materialize. Thank him for the things that you didn't understand. Thank him for the finances that didn't break even. Thank him for the investment that went bad. Thank him for the business that didn't, that didn't survive. We thank him. Thank him. And Jesus spent that few minutes thanking, thanking God. What do you do after thanking him? You command. And after giving God, God thanks, he looked, at his, and he looked at the tomb, and then the Bible says that with a loud voice, he commanded 
with a loud voice, he gave a prophetic instruction. And the Bible says that the man that has been dead for four days came back to life. So it means that, it means that when, you perceive, when I perceive, I perceive that things are dead or are dying, I can give thanks for it in the first place. And then after Thanksgiving, sometimes, and this is what I practice, sometimes I can go on a fast three days, seven days, and just giving God thanks. And just thanking him for this impossible situation that confronts me. And sincerely, so what kind of, what kind of, what, what do I thank him for? Lord, I thank you because I am alive to experience this impossible situation. If I was dead, I wouldn't feel it. But thank you for giving me life, for, for giving me life, right? And strong enough to see this problem. I thank you for my life. Two, I thank you for testimonies because I know every test will result in a testimony. Now, I don't know the meaning of this test. I don't know, but I know one thing I'm sure, that because my life is in Christ and Christ in God, I know you have my back. And so I know that definitely this will result in a testimony. So I thank you in advance for that testimony. That's the second prayer I pray. In a fast. And when I'm done with that fast, I will get a rise from the seventh day and start making utterances and declaration I want to see. In between Thanksgiving, thanking God for the outcome of that, those utterances and still making declarations. We thank God and then we command. You have to be a prayer warrior. That's one spiritual skill you need for 2020 to 2029. You have to be a prayer. You must pray like your, we are going to be, we'll be praying like our heads on fire. Ten years. Again, we see the same example. We see the same example in Matthew. Matthew 15. The Bible says, now Jesus called, from verse 32, now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitudes because they have been with me now for three days. I have nothing to eat. They've been with Jesus for three days and they have nothing to eat. So good things, bad things happen to good people. They've been with Jesus and yet they were hungry and starving. So the fact Jesus says something, he said, listen, but the Bible says, I say, in this world we have what? Many tribulations. So how ready are you for the tribulations of your time? How ready are you for the tribulation of your industry, of your, of, of your company? You know, just a few, months, a few weeks ago, they said um, Empower. I don't even know. Uh, Empower. You've got to be, I pray that God will open your eyes, you know. That's just a prayer. Empower lost. They said, oh, the company went down. But of course, it may not bother you because your cousin is not there, your father is not there, your mother is not there. You know? so, and there are 4,000 4, people are on them. 4,500 people lost their job. But when you hear something like that, it may not even bother you. You know, because there's much of the day. <laughs> I want to buy more players. Our team is not doing well in the league table. You know, and my daughter needs a new dress. But 4,500 people are weeping right now. Fearful, probably without hope because a company has been badly managed. 
And maybe there are Christians among them. God has called us to be key players in the issues that affect us. And we start from the place of prayer and spiritual revelation. When I heard that news, my heart broke. Can you imagine that? My heart broke. And I spent time praying and interceding for a way out for 4,500 people that I don't even know. What are you doing for God? The issues that affect humanity and the issues that affect God, does it bother you? Does it bother you? I mean, as a church, as a collective body, does it bother us? Does it bother you? So they were with Jesus for three, and they were hungry, and Jesus said, no, this is not right. I don't want to send them away hungry. Get them food. Oh, here comes the minister of finance. Where would they get fish from? Oh, it's limited, limited resources in the wilderness. And Jesus said, well, get them to sit down and bring me what you have. And the Bible said he gave thanks. These are spiritual principles. We give thanks. And the Bible says they all ate in the wilderness and they had baskets of food left over. So thanksgiving can create multiplication. Thanksgiving as a tool in the hand of the fervent believer can become a tool for multiplication. Nothing should die in your hands as a believer if you understand the place of thanksgiving and look at, understand the tools of thanksgiving. Do you understand, church? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I pray that God will heighten your spiritual sensitivity. I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister to your heart so you can see the, his call and his purpose for you. I pray that God will heighten your spiritual sensitivity so you can become a partner with Jesus on the things that affect your world and the things that will happen in the world of your children. Amen. Praise the Lord. Rise to your feet and let us pray. Thank you. Thank you. We give all the glory to Jesus. We give all the glory to Christ. I want you to raise your hand where you are and just first thank him that you are, you know, you, 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 you heard this today. Thank him. Thank him. God wants you to matter. Thank him for all that you've been through this decade. Thank him for all you've been through this decade. It's for a purpose. Thank him. He said, oh, Lord, I lost my job. Thank him. Thank him. Oh, Lord, my marriage, this is not what I planned for. Thank him. Oh, Lord, my kid has been labeled. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Father, there's a gap between my desires and my reality. Thank him. At least you have sanity of mind to know you have a desire. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him for your children. For those of you who have kids, thank him for your kids. Thank him. A 12-year-old kid was run over just two weeks ago and he died on the spot. 
Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. No. Bible says the demonstration of power in the Holy Spirit. Thank him. Thank him. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory today as a body, as a church. We thank you for all that you have done and still doing in this decade. We thank you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Second prayer point, I want you to ask the Lord to, I want to ask the Lord to lead you into 2020, to next decade. Here am I, O Lord, use me. Use me, use me. Use me to fulfill your purpose on earth. Use me to fulfill the assignment that you have for me. He said, before you were born, I knew you, I called you, I ordained you, I ordained you. It's God who ordains. Listen, you matter, you matter. Pray that God will open your eyes and your ears so, begin to, so you can begin to phantom and comprehend the reason why. He, ask God to touch your mind and your ears so as to find out, so as to receive and, and engage with even what I'm saying right now, even what I've, what I've taught you in this service. Here am I, O oh Lord, use me. Use me, O oh Lord. Use me because you called me to matter. Use me because you called me to lead. Use me because you called me to intercept the works of darkness. Father, use me. For the assignment you've called, for the assignment you've called me to do in the industry, in organization. Father, in our culture, use me. Help me become the father you want me to be. The mother you want me to be. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk. Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.